This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, folks? Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com coming to you live once again from Indianapolis to preview Arkansas's Sweet 16 matchup against Oral Roberts. You know, one of the exciting things about being able to cover this event on site is to be able to come to you from all the different locations. You know, we got you from Banker's Life Fieldhouse after the Colgate game. We got you from Hinkle after the Texas Tech game. And if you're watching right now, you might be wondering why the heck Curtis Wilkerson is on top of a parking garage in Indianapolis. I can explain. There's actually two very clear reasons for this. The first one being, if you're able to look over my shoulder and I'll duck my head, you can see the entire bracket there on the JW Marriott. And if you look real close, you'll see that Arkansas is still on it. That's why we're here, right? There's another reason that I'll show you a little bit later and then you'll understand why I picked this exact spot. But at any rate, let's talk about this game. Arkansas is back in the Sweet 16. Everybody's excited, everybody's pumped up. I know I am. I'm fired up to be here. The Razorbacks are fired up to be here, but they're not done yet. 25 years since they've got to this point, it's an accomplishment, it's an achievement, but there's more basketball to be played. And it starts with Cinderella, Oral Roberts, the 15 seed, who's made really an incredible run. And, and so the next job for the Razorbacks is to take that glass slipper off of their foot and stomp it. Gotta end the run. It's not gonna be easy, you know, as, as a 15 seed Oral Roberts to come to Indianapolis and make it to this point, picking up the two victories that they have, they've had to play some great basketball. You know, they had the overtime win over Ohio State. Ohio State was a two seed. We saw them right before Selection Sunday uh, in the Big Ten Championship game. That's a good basketball team. Oral Roberts figured them out, took them down in overtime. Second round, they take on a seven seed in Florida. Notch a big victory over the Gators. A game Oral Roberts was trailing for a majority of the contest and they rallied late. Won both of those games by three points. You know, as a 15 seed making the Sweet 16, they joined Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast a few years back is the only 15 seeds that have ever made it to this point, but none have ever gotten beyond the Sweet 16. It's up to the Razorbacks to make sure that that streak continues. You know, I think it's important to focus on these last two games that Oral Roberts has played, or really, you know, maybe the last few games going back to the Summit League Conference Tournament where they played really well, uh, and not so much on Arkansas's game against ORU in December. We all remember that. It was really one of the first games that Arkansas showed some vulnerability. I mean, they were rolling through non-conference play. Welcome Oral Roberts in, and Arkansas had a really sluggish first half. They were down by 10 points, and you're wondering, what in the world is going on? Right? This is crazy. And they figured it out. They made some adjustments, uh, rolled. I think Arkansas scored 57 second-half points and wound up cruising to an 11-point win. Uh, but it was enough there to at least show you Oral Roberts means business. They can play. They can hang with some teams. You look at their non-conference schedule even, uh, you know, they went on the road to Wichita State, on the road to Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State. They came to Arkansas. Those guys are battle-tested, but they've really taken things to another level since they got here for the NCAA tournament. 
you know, how they pulled off these stunners. I mean, two incredible upsets, and, and really it's been on the backs of two guys. You look at Max Asmus and Kevin O'Banner, the, the dynamic point guard and the big man. Okay? And these two guys have been incredible. They've accounted for 72%, over 72% actually, of Oral Roberts scoring in these two tournament games. So yeah, Oral Roberts has made it on the backs of two guys. Now, don't get me wrong, they've got some good pieces around them. And if they didn't have the guys that they had around those two, a lot of what they do wouldn't be possible because what Oral Roberts does is they spread out defenses because they have a lot of knockdown shooting threats that forces you to extend and respect them on the perimeter. That opens up the space for a guy like Asmus to drive in there or Oro Banner to make his moves uh, in, inside or, or even popping out. We'll talk about that in a second. But you know, I, I don't want to overlook those guys. So if you think about guys like Kareem Thompson, Deshane Weaver, uh, Carlos Jurgens, even Francis Laces to a degree, these are all guys who have some decent size, all in that 6'6 to 6'7 range, and most of them can shoot it at a pretty high clip, so you got to respect them. And you know, when teams bring extra help on the two-star players, uh, these are guys that can burn them on driving kick three-point opportunities. Now, they haven't been shooting particularly well in these first two games, and it hasn't mattered. Okay? But you know, for an Arkansas team that builds their game plans around shutting down the opponent's star player, um, well, now they have two to focus on, but if you take one of them out of the equation or the other, you can't have another guy come hit you with 14, 16, 18 points. So got to make sure that they pay attention to them too. But really, it's been the two-man game between Acemas and O'Banner that has gotten things done. When they get operating in the ball screen, they've proven to be really difficult to handle. And the reason being, Acemas is so quick. He's an electric guy. He's got a quick first step really speedy off the bounce and he's got in the gym range i mean this is a guy whose three-point percentage actually goes up the further back he is and when i see further back when he steps across half court he's a threat to shoot it and that's not an exaggeration and he's a knockdown threat from there so you got to crowd him you know as soon as he crosses half court most teams pick him up full court and i, I expect arkansas will do that as well uh, and then you have o'banner who's a big guy he's 6'8 he's 225 he's pretty athletic and he's versatile Okay, so if he gets a switch on that ball screen, he'll roll on a guard and he can post them up and go score on them. If, if he doesn't, okay, and, and he has an opportunity to flare that out in the pick and pop game, uh, he's a knockdown three-point shooter. He's shooting, uh, what, 47% or so, uh, so far on the season from three, and he's got a lot of makes. So, uh, you know, that poses a lot of problems. He can put it on the floor a little bit and attack teams. Uh, so you got these two guys who are really operating that pick and roll game and it causes teams problems. Now, here's the deal. Ohio State did a terrible job of defending that. They didn't make any adjustments. They had a lot of lazy switches. They kept going underneath the screens and allowing Acemas to just pull up from comfortable range and knock down jumpers. And they were late getting back to O'Banner and he was just constantly sitting at the top of the key with nobody guarding him and was able to knock down a bunch of three-pointers. Okay, I, I, and Florida, I thought, did a better job. Uh, they really just started to kind of cave a little bit down the stretch to lose that game. And then on the final possession, they couldn't figure out how to defend it, so they actually went to a 1-3-1 zone, uh, needing a stop there in the final possession, which I, I thought was really interesting. But, uh, you know, I do think that Arkansas actually matches up better personnel-wise than both Ohio State and Florida. If I'm just being perfectly blunt with you, I like the matchups a lot better for the Razorbacks. One, you know, on a guy like Asmus, you got two players who are locked down perimeter defenders that both do it a little bit differently. 
So you got Devo Davis. We all remember the last game against Texas Tech where he locked up Mac McClung. And when I say locked up, I mean he face guarded the guy. He was glued to him. McClung couldn't even get a touch in the final minute of the game. That's huge. And in, in a game where I think it's going to be important for Arkansas to get the ball out of Asmus's hands, we'll talk about how they can do that in a second. Uh, you know, being able to not allow him to get it back is also important. And Devo is a smart player. So one thing that Oral Roberts does a really nice job of is if Asmus has to get rid of it and he's looking to get it back, if somebody's face guarding him or overcrowding him, he'll hit you, boom, with a quick back door for a layup. Devo's quick, he's smart, he's got good instincts. That's something that I think he'll be prepared for, and, and obviously they've watched plenty of film at this point. So I don't see Arkansas getting burned too much on that, and, and if they do, you should have backline defenders, a guy like Jalen Williams who will step in there at 6'10 and take a charge, or uh, Connor Vanover even at 7'3", who's had some success against teams like that in the past where he's been able to be a backline defender, a goalie, as Eric Musselman calls it. Maybe he can swat a few of those shots out of there. And then you, you have Jalen Tate also, who I think is going to see some time uh, guarding Asmus in this game. He did a really nice job on him last time. Uh, you know, Arkansas held him to 11 points. That's the lowest point total he had against a Division I opponent all season. He had nine against Southwest Christian NAI team. He only played eight minutes. So held him to his lowest point total of the season. Uh, but he's a lot more ball dominant now. And, and Coach Paul Mills at Oral Roberts talked about that. Uh, just how when R.J. Glasper, if you remember that name, that's a former Razorback who, who made his way over to Oral Roberts and was their third leading scorer. But when he went down, those guys had to figure out where they're going to get the next 10 to 11 shots. And they wanted to go to Asmus and, Ob and O'Banner. So uh, they have put the ball in Asmus's hands a lot more, told him to be a lot more aggressive looking to score. And that's exactly what he's done. But Tate, you know, not as quick as Devo, but he's got the instincts. He's 6'6", and he's got the length to really be able to harass him and get a hand up and while also providing a little bit of cushion because of his wingspan uh, you know if he's trying to pull up from 30 feet or there you know those shots are going to be more contested than maybe they would against some other opponents who put you know another 5 10 6 foot guard on him so I really like Devo and Tate matching up with Ace in this game and then with O'Banner uh, you got Justin Smith okay and Justin Smith has been such an X factor for this team all season long and before he really got things going offensively, he was doing it on the defensive end and on the glass. Uh, and those are going to be two key things in this matchup. You know, he's a guy in Smith who can get back and recover to O'Banner on those pick and pops. If he wants to rip it and drive it, Smith can keep him in front. That shouldn't be an issue. And then on the, on the chances that Arkansas runs into a situation where they need to switch, on that ball screen, it's not the end of the world if Justin Smith gets switched over onto Asmus, right? It's not ideal, but he's a good enough defender to where he can contest a shot, he can keep him in front a little bit, or at least influence the direction in which he goes. So I think those three guys are really going to be key, Tate, Devo, and Justin Smith on the defensive end. And then, you know, what you have to think about is how are you going to disrupt that two-man game? Like I said, that's the reason they're here right is because these two guys have been killing people i mean they're they're both averaging i think like 28 points per game uh, between the two of them and these two upset wins and it starts with getting the ball out of asmus's hands and so uh, there's a few ways that arkansas can do that one you can apply some full court pressure and, and that could be a full court man where after arkansas scores a bucket boom devo's right on him face guarding him make oral roberts at least inbound it into somebody else. Have somebody else bring the ball up the floor. It's going to mess with the flow and the rhythm of their offense a little bit. You can get a little bit creative with some of that stuff too. You could throw some 1-2-1-1 press in there and, and trap 
as soon as the inbounds comes in and make him get rid of it. And again, you run the risk of getting burnt if you do that, but you've got good backline defense, whether it's Williams, Vanover, even if Smith is playing the five, and I think that's gonna happen a lot because Arkansas can run that four guard lineup and it'll do him some good. But he's a guy that can get back there and offer some rim protection as well. Uh, you know, you could run a little 2-2-1, which is just a soft press, but it's enough to slow them down, make them take eight to 10 seconds to get the ball across half court and then it kind of kills some of that clock. They don't have as much time to operate in the half court. Uh, you know, you can bring that double team. We saw Arkansas do that against Sharif Cooper, where as soon as he crossed half court, boom, they sent Justin Smith to double just long enough to get the ball out of his hands and make somebody else make a play. That could be an option. Or as effective as Oral Roberts has been in the ball screen game, it wouldn't be too bad of an idea to just trap all of those ball screens. So if you do that, you know, you think about it, you could have a Devo and Justin Smith double team in the ball screen, or you could have a Jalen Tate and Justin Smith double team in the ball screen. That could be tough on Asmus. The key though is to have good rotations beyond that because that's gonna leave O'Banner in a situation where if Asmus is able to step through that trap or clear a little bit of space, he'll be able to kick it to O'Banner for an open three unless some of your other guys on the wing or down low are able to rotate out and recover. So a lot of different options there for the Razorbacks. Listen, they're locked in. They're so connected defensively. And then you've given Eric Musselman, the master of preparation, you know, nearly a week now to prepare for this game. He's going to have a lot of different wrinkles and a lot of different things that he's going to be able to throw at these guys uh, to slow them down a little bit. And I think he's going to be able to do that. So the key to the game is slowing down the two-man game of Oral Roberts. But let's not forget one key factor here. Oral Roberts can't slow down Arkansas. I don't think they can in terms of the Razorbacks scoring the basketball. Now, Arkansas scored, like I said, 57 points on them in the second half of the last game. Here's the key. Don't settle for open, or excuse me, uh, early jump shots. Don't, don't settle for that. You don't need to take a lot of threes unless it's drive and kick opportunities because Oral Roberts really, even in their wins in the NCAA tournament, they've really struggled on the glass and defending the paint. The reason Arkansas made the comeback against them in the first game was because they got ultra aggressive. I think they were two of 16, one of 16 from three in the first half. They got ultra aggressive attacking off the bounce, getting into the teeth of the defense and finishing at the rim and getting to the free throw line. And winning the free throws attempted battle is gonna be another key because Arkansas obviously is a team that when they can get really aggressive and start getting into the line, that's when they start racking up a lot of their points. Oral Roberts on the other hand, typically doesn't get to the line as much, but when they do, they really cash it in. They're over 82%, one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. So if you're Arkansas, getting yourself to the free throw line and keeping Oral Roberts off of it is gonna be a key. But being aggressive off the bounce and being ultra aggressive on the offensive glass. You know, last game out, Justin Smith had 22 and 17 on these guys. He could match that. There's no reason why he couldn't have a similar effort in this game on Saturday. And then you got Jalen Williams, who didn't even play against Oral Roberts the first time around. He's a guy that could get into double figures rebounding again. I think he could be more of a factor uh, when it comes to scoring the basketball as well. And then you think about some other guys, you know, Moses Moody, he's played well so far in the NCAA tournament. He's been fine. He hasn't been great. 12 points, 15 points. It's about time for Moses to have one of those breakout patented 28 point games where he's lighting it up from three. This could be the opportunity for him to do that. Look for Moses to have a breakout game. And then J.D. Note, uh, who, who struggled a little bit there 
in that Texas Tech game down the stretch, but he was also a key cog in the win with a couple big threes early, the rebound late. He's a guy who I think Royal Roberts will have trouble keeping in front, and if he's slippery and able to get to the rim, this is a team that's a little bit smaller that he can finish on, and also, if he doesn't have the tunnel vision, he's going to really be able to drop off to those guys again, like Justin Smith, who's a fantastic cutter, Jalen Williams, who will be able to find open space and finish inside. So I do think Arkansas is going to be in a good spot there. You look at the differentials uh, in these games that Oral Roberts has won, and they've just gotten killed on the glass, and they've gotten killed on points and paint. That's not usually a recipe for winning. So how are they doing it? Well, it's the high scoring from their two guys, Asmus and O'Banner, but they've also been forcing turnovers at a much higher clip than they did in the regular season. So that's gonna be another thing for the Razorbacks. Eliminate the turnovers, especially the live ball turnovers that can turn into transition opportunities. Look, if you only turned it over nine times against the type of defense that Texas Tech plays, there's no reason why you should turn it over more than that against Oral Roberts if you're locked in, if you're focused, and you come ready to play. You know. Arkansas may be playing Cinderella here, but this isn't a fairy tale. This is basketball. The Razorbacks should come into this game confident. They're locked in. Like I said, Muss is going to have these guys prepared. You just have to dig deep and find a way because the opportunity for this team is incredible. You find a way to get through this game. You find a way to take down Cinderella, and I'm tired of hearing it at this point. But then you move on to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight. Think about that for a second, Razorback fans. And you got a chance to continue to move forward. Arkansas would take on the winner of Baylor and Villanova. Hey, a Villanova team that's, that struggled a little bit to score with one of their star players out. And Baylor, who looks like they might be hitting their stride again, but they've shown some vulnerabilities since they came off of their COVID pause a little bit earlier in the season. When you get to that point, even, even at this point, every team's formidable. Every team has a chance to continue to move on towards the national championship. And Arkansas is very much in that mix because they have some star power in guys like Moses Moody and Justin Smith. They have depth, they're connected, and they defend at such a high level that you can't count them out in any game. It starts with Oral Roberts, a formidable team. We've learned that over the course of the last week here, but Arkansas is favored. And like I said, this ain't a fairy tale, it's basketball. You should be confident and ready to go in there and win the game. And if you do, the second reason I'm on top of this parking garage, because I needed a multi-view, Arkansas wins. Take a look over my shoulder there, and you see Lucas Oil Stadium. That's where they'll be at Monday night, taking on the winner of Baylor and Villanova with a shot at the final four at stake. It's a good time to be a Razorback fan. How nice is it to be at this point in March, still talking about Arkansas basketball, with a chance to do something very, very special. It's been Curtis Wilkerson with Hog Sports. Thanks for joining in. We'll be back with you after the game tomorrow night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.